0: It's award season on this episode as we take a look at the recent Tony nominations and Olivier Awards and peer into the grim outlook for 2021. I'm Keen O'Dowd, and this is The Oddcast. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today, but before we get to all that, let me introduce my co-hosts, the iconoclastic hmm. Daniel Ryan and Adam Trundle. I mean, what? Very intellectualized this week. Does it mean iconic or is it something totally different? It, it, it sort of means that you rail against established belief systems and institutions. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. I know you're quite anarchic, Mm -hmm. so... Oh, God, yeah. Burn those bras, ladies. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yes, since we've recorded our last episode, we have moved from level three lockdown to level five lockdown. It's getting getting worse. Um, What have you been doing with your extra time? I know you had plenty of it on your hands as it was, but i don't know what to say i don't all jump in at once you know that's the thing like don't all i mean like, don't, all, I... don't all tell me what you've been getting up to it's not like it's not like we're recording a show or anything
1: but well, like i i completed lockdown the first time we did it so like yeah I like I, I don't have anything else to do i found i found a new cocktail to make
2: oh yeah i saw
0: that on instagram it looked class what is it i haven't been i haven't been watching your instagram stories so i wouldn't what?
1: know okay well first of all you need to fix that uh, my Instagram handle is at DanMeister3000. <laughs> um, yeah, so the first the first lockdown was um, marked with making a lot of um, porn star martinis, because mm. they're very delicious. Mm. Um, and this time around, I decided I'd make uh, what's called a bramble. So oh. a bramble is it's a gin-based mainly with blackberries as well and just a bit of kind of like you know
0: well the name wouldn't give that away yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but you pick the blackberries off the the bramble and just use the bramble yeah. itself just big, that's what you garnish it with just a big old bramble
1: right there in the glass but yeah that's i mean that's all that's changed for me this this lockdown just that you're making brambles just a new way to consume alcohol really just <laughs> you, you gotta make it fun mm. for yourself you gotta switch it up every
2: now and yeah yeah Quite an i actually yeah I forgot I, I got Animal Crossing sin, for the oh, Switch since yes. the last knockdown. Um, and, oh, it's just so chill. It is uh, such an anxiety re- reliever. Tom just Nook, like, all the way. Uh, well, I mean, Tom Nook is the one thing in that game that's not anxiety reducing. He's like, you know, I'm in debt to, of 98,000 bells or something to <laughs> Tom Nook <laughs> for a house on a deserted island. He, like, he's the only thing that's stress inducing. But, um, you know. Well, there, there has to. There has to
0: be some narrative arc in the game. Yeah, can't just can't just be you planting stuff, decorating your home, it's pay your mortgage to Tom. Nook. Tom, not yeah. coming it's up like to you. you, man. They're gonna take my knees. <laughs> You've Gotta get me some bells, man. Gotta get me some bells. I'm freaking out here. <laughs> take my knees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that, that's a threat I've never heard. I've heard break your knees. No, no, <laughs> I've never me. heard a gangster in a movie be like, "Hey, if you don't mm. pay back your debt, I'm Take, taking your taking
0: knees." Taking your knees downtown, boy. <laughs> that is what I want to see. I want to see a GTA Animal Crossing crossover.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's so violent. Your nook phone <laughs> rings and it's like, "Hey, cousin, wanna go bowling?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god. That is incredible. Nintendo, if you're listening. That is a great. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. Yeah. this pending. This is almost as good as what you were going to do to Suntime musicals last mm. week. Your, your, your update to company. Obviously, the creative juices are flowing at the trundle house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, going
2: to have lots of time for all these creative projects because um, we, along with many other musical societies in Newbridge, have canceled uh, our show uh, for 2021, we were hoping to to move our production of West Side Story to mm. to April, but um, which had been due to be on last April, yes. But like nearly everybody else who has a show planned for this season uh, mm. of 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 musical theater, it it's just seeming incredibly unlikely. And we talked about Southeastern; we're hoping to do Company in a kind of a socially distanced method uh, in the next couple of weeks in November. But I've seen on Facebook that they also have have joined us in cancelling. Um, uh, which, which I feel bad about because in the last episode we we talked a lot about how it was incredibly unlikely they were going to go ahead, and mm. I, I do feel like a bit of a jinx mm. now. Yeah,
1: we, yeah, we, we we were incredibly sorry. It was it was our fault. <laughs> we, we we got on we got onto Nefert, and we were like, "I think we need a level
0: five, guys." It was us. <laughs> it's just so disappointing um, because I I mean like I I I can't really count up anymore the amount of societies that have cancelled their show for this season um it just doesn't appear like anything is really going to go ahead i know that the Ames uh council are in november meeting to consider whether the adjudication scheme is just going to be cancelled mm. for the year full stop yeah seems like a bit
2: of a moot point though because i'm not sure they're going to have anything to adjudicate yeah. if they don't cancel it
0: yeah well th- that's it that's it. So unless oh, people send in their home videos, <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon we can uh, we can put on a musical in our living room and just uh, <laughs> just send it into the adjudication scheme? I, I mean, mean, absolutely. Whether we
2: will get a nomination, we might be the only eligible society and not pick up any yeah. nominations, which which wouldn't would be beyond the rounds possibility. No, wouldn't. I mean, you'd wouldn't. hate for that to happen. The, 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 so really, we just don't <laughs> want to give one out this year rather than give it to this. <laughs> what could you do in your living room that would be? You know, fitting. Like is there any musical exclusively set in
0: like a house? Rent? Rent is more or less set in an apart well, in an apartment and in a restaurant. Um on the street. Next to normal, I think, but that's pretty grim. (laughs) Just (laughs) a dear Evan Hansen, but he doesn't get over his
2: anxiety and just stays inside. (laughs) Uh, Just
1: peering peering out from behind Yeah. Yeah. It needs a little asterisk,
0: but it also needs to be something uplifting as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We can do. We can do just like we can do adaptations. I mean, we yeah, can do house cats good. rather <laughs> than cats. That's an option. Um, I'm already yeah. sold on house cats. I'm not sure you're getting better than that. <laughs> house cats. Phantom of, <laughs> Phantom of under the stairs. Yeah, um, they're rapidly declining in quality now. and <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just- <Yeah. laughs> <When in> Strong. <laughs> Rocky Horror Netflix. Show. There we go. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to come up with this stuff on the fly. Ain't easy. I'm not
1: as creative as you, Adam. Yeah, don't <laughs> tee us up like problem. that, and then have nothing yourself. Like, no, don't be doing that. Says, says I, who hasn't contributed anything either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you haven't <laughs> yeah. tried, and that's what makes yeah. it good. That's your, that's your saving <laughs> grace. <laughs> I was going to say I was going, I was going to get super literal and say fun yeah. home, but I've absolutely no idea if it's set in a house <laughs> or what it's about or anything oh. about it. But it's got but it. It's got it's got home. In it, 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 so. it has
0: home in the title. It it, it crosses the threshold. Mm-hmm. It meets all of the relevant criteria. Exactly. Um Dead red. But, but can yeah. it be done on a low enough budget? That is the question. Like, can it be done on what's in my pocket right now, which I think is fifteen cents? Um oh, and a Freddo wrapper. I'm fairly certain. Because that's the only chocolate I can afford anymore. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when we
1: costed it the first time around, it was a strong nineteen cents. So it might be, <laughs> might be, might be priced out it's of it. A bit above, Ugh, a bit above my budget.
0: I'll see yeah. what I can do. <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> anyway, I, I don't, I don't see it winning any awards, which is the regrettable sure thing. But uh, awards are still being given out because it is award season, and we have had two announcements pretty recently. One, the seventy fourth Tony Awards have announced their nominations, uh, but the Olivier Awards, which is the UK's um, country cousin of the Tonys, <laughs> is, has announced its winners.
1: As Moira as Rose on Shit's Creek would say, what's your favorite season? Awards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's start out with the not finished article. Let's start out with the Tonys. Tony, 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 Tony. <sighs> That's a very niche joke. Um appears yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the if these listeners don't get it, then no one will. True, true. <laughs> Were you at Ames a number of years ago? Adam's just like what? I'm like <laughs> what happened? I was trying to remember um, the
2: part in um West Side Story, where Maria sings, Tony, 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 Tony.
0: <laughs> but I realized,
2: yes, you got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this, this year's Tony Awards, just to say it mm-hmm. once, um, only had four eligible original musicals. Lol. And they were Jagged Little Pill, which is the Alanis Morissette musical, for those who don't know, The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, Moulin Rouge, the musical, and of course, Tina, the Tina Turner musical. And unfortunately for The Lightning Thief, to go straight to the big one, <laughs> it was the only one not to be nominated for Best Musical. Yikes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's rough. Pretty rough. Like,
2: don't that's they rough. usually give five nominations for Best Musical? In, like, if, like, so in this year, there weren't even five. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know the reason, for, because of reasons that I can't find out, because there was only four, they were only mm. ever going. I, I think there's some kind of rule that says you can't nominate them all, so somebody had to lose out. I don't really know why. In the kind of with the state of the world that li- we're living in, I would I would have made an exception, to be honest. Yeah, but obviously yeah, not. But yeah, because I suppose I mean like the driving reason for having only four musicals eligible was obviously that mm. the uh, Broadway League, who run the Tony Awards, like they announced that the original cutoff for the season would have been kind of towards the end of April. Um but obviously as Broadway kind of shut down by mid-March, they basically brought forward the cut-off date, which was the nineteenth of February, I believe, this year. So it was kind of there was a few right. shows that had actually started. They'd gone they had they'd had their opening night but missed out on it. So I suppose kind of the big and and it was really kind of more musicals mm-hmm. than plays that missed out. So like the revival of West Side Story, Ivan Van Ho's revival, had actually opened um Girl from the North Country. Um, And I think six as well had all opened, but because so few Tony voters had actually gotten to see the shows by the time the shutdown came, they basically brought it forward because it was like, if we leave it then, you actually won't be eligible Mm. anyway. Um, So, yeah, so that that was kind of the main reason for having such a, a reduced field, particularly for musicals, I mean, in general. There was about half the number of shows actually opened mm. this year on Broadway as would normally open. So, but yeah, it's very strange. It's, it's so weird when they when they kind of announced that, and straight away we were looking at who was eligible and who wasn't. And when
0: there was only four four musicals for the full year, it's just
1: bonkers. Like it's absolutely crazy.
0: And it makes it kind of difficult to discern, let's say, anything about the quality of the show. Mm. Given that there were so few musicals on, it's not like they've won out against a crowded field. It's they have beaten the Lightning Thief, <laughs> like that. That that's it. Well, this is well, this is it. which which itself has had a really like circuitous route to to Broadway, because you know, like it's I, I'm fairly certain that it it itself has gone on national tour before ever making it to Broadway. So in the usa it's going to feel like a relatively old show anyway which you have to think is going to contribute to it not doing as well at the tonys because Mm. broadway is all about the new and the shiny yeah well
1: equally i think it was is very much targeted at kids and i think just tony voters just don't they don't (laughs) i'm just gonna say they don't approve of, of theater that's aimed for kids like you know and i think it it genuinely it, that it's aimed for kids but it, you know it's it's very much to pull in the younger audience mm. but yeah i mean like you said in terms of because obviously like when there's only well i mean essentially four musicals but only three actually picked up nominations so you have jagged little pill picked up 15 which is just one shy of the all-time record set by hamilton a couple of years ago then you have Moulin Rouge picked up 14 and tina picked up 12 like i mean if you had said at the start. If you said way back last year that Jagged Little Pill would come
2: one short of setting the all-time <laughs> record, I don't think anyone yeah. would have
1: believed you. But that's just how crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's been. Or that Tina, the Tina Turner musical, would get twelve mm. nominations. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Or maybe it's it's, it's not right. that surprising. But like, those are all jukebox musicals. Yeah. Essentially, like Jagged Little Pill mm-hmm. is is the Alanis Morissette. I don't know. Was there any original music? I I I listened to it a while ago, but I I think it was all from that album. The music, um. And obviously, the Tina Turner musical is going to be a Tina Turner jukebox musical. Yeah. And Moulin Rouge is that uh, type of jukebox musical where it's just literally they just picked from everywhere. That's, that's, yeah, that's
1: not even, that's not even a jukebox musical. Jukebox musical makes it sound like there's like a theme (laughs) or kind of one artist or something. That's literally someone sat on an old (laughs) iPod shuffle and just whatever turned (laughs) up. Like that lit when you, when you look at the track list for that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were like, Baz Lorman is like, I really like this song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like this song as well. That I like it too. Oh, that's like, what's, you know, it's like it went, went on Spotify and it's just like, what was more of my top played last yeah. year? <laughs> he took that very literally. And there were too many. And there
2: were too many. So he got to that love song and was like, I'm going to just put in one line from yeah. these 15 Insane, songs. Like,
0: like, that's really weird.
2: It's, it's sh- like all you need is love, sh- isn't it? But yeah, it's just- yeah, I know the I know
0: the one you're on about. We should be cautious about trashing Moulin Rouge, considering it is so beloved by many. <laughs> <laughs> Not beloved by me, I have
2: to say. <laughs> Obviously, it's beloved by the Tony voters because Aaron Tveit was the lead in that and is the only actor nominated for mm. Best Performance by a Leading mm. Actor in a Musical this year, which which seems like a real slap in the face to. Surely there was a leading actor. Yeah, like it's in. just another.
1: It's just yet another burn for Percy
2: Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but,
1: but in fact, I was reading because first of all, there was the outside possibility that nobody would be nominated for this award because when it came to basically from the eligible musicals, there was only the two, both Arnt of Eight and. I don't know who played the lead in Percy Jackson, but it doesn't matter. And he, they were the only two nominees are only two people eligible to be even nominated. So basically had, they had to change it to just a straightforward yes or no. Would you like to nominate them for this? And obviously, and they they had to meet, I think it was like 60% had to say yes to get even on the list. Mm. And now it's gone to, and it's the kind of same thing now for this, like that Aaron Devay. people are kind of like, Oh, well he'll, he'll definitely win. It's like, there's actually again an outside possibility he might not, because sixty percent of people voting have to say yes, they want him to win. Christ.
0: <laughs> wow. So it's <laughs> that's I mean that's that's welcome welcome to twenty twenty folks. Like like the dread of time where you're uh you're up for um you're up for election in something and it's reopen nominations is an option on the ballot sheet <laughs> you're the only nominee and pe- people are like going. Oh, yeah. no I'd rather reopen nominations to be honest yeah. yeah, don't like any of these options the Musical Society AGM from hell <laughs> Chris McCarroll is the chap who was playing Percy Jackson in oh, The Lightning Teeth meh. Dan for, for your information again it doesn't matter commiserations Chris <laughs> so, tough, tough on Chris but yeah it is it is a weird year where something like you know like Tina picked up three nominations at the Olivier's last year yeah, just for for context. I mean, maybe the Broadway production was way better. I don't think anybody believes that's true. I mean, I,
1: I mean, in fairness, you know, it's an American story. Local, local, as they say, local jokes get local jobs. You know, so like it might, <laughs> it might have, it might have hit harder at home than it did on the on the West End. But yeah, it's it's just mad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Was the Percy Jackson musical nominated for anything? Mm,
1: not a thing. No, not, not a God, thing. No. Oh God, that's really me. <laughs> including, including, <laughs> and the. Uh, beforehand, you know, because again it was kind of four and most likely three will get the nominations, but they had said that its best chance of a nomination um, was the best uh, best original score, so and, music and lyrics written for theatre um, and the reason it was, that was its best chance is because obviously the other three was the, the <laughs> other three musicals are obviously all <laughs> jukebox ones, so they're not originally written for the theatre, so therefore it was the only musical this year that, that was eligible for that it was eligible for that award that could be nominated wow. and it wasn't even nominated <laughs> so oh so for the so we've got it so in that in the best revision of score it's five plays that have been nominated <laughs> so not only it's the first <laughs> yeah, play, yeah. Now plays have been nominated before but it is now it will be the first time in history a play has won and it's actually the first time in tony award history that a musical has not been nominated wow. for that award so
2: yeah, wow. There
1: you
0: are now. I mean, there you go. That's got to be a real slap in the face. 2020 yeah. still serving up <laughs> some very, very <laughs> peculiar situations. um If we switch over from all things American to all things British, the Olivier's were, re- we're recording that this on the 26th of October. The Olivier's won, uh, the winners were announced last night. And we had, it, it's a colossal difference in terms of eligibility. Because there were a whole host of shows available. I mean, there's something to do with the cutoff dates involved. Mm.
1: Yeah, the cutoffs for the Olivier's are usually kind of around the end of kind of mid to late February. Mm. So, so in terms of like, I think, so like that was obviously before theaters closed or were shut down in in Mm. London. Compared to Broadway, which obviously stretched out to April. And, you know, a lot of shows would kind of go on, like would premiere kind of in March, April, really, of, of a Tony Award season. Mm. Um. so, yeah, so even though it was very little, like not even two months between it, it just goes to show. If you look at the like list of shows that were eligible for the Oliviers this year, I mean, it's, it's huge compared just, to the list of shows that are eligible for Broadway. I think there's about 13 or 14 musicals alone that are were eligible. Mm mm-hmm exactly yeah so a massive massive difference so like in terms of that it looks very it looks like a normal year at the oliviers um mm, obviously mm. next year will be different but yeah definitely it was business as usual for them
0: yeah but to go to go straight to is at the straight to the the big one best new musical at the oliviers it sort of in recent years has looked a bit like we are entering our DeLorean and traveling back in time <laughs> because the nominees for best new musical at the Olivier's were Dear Evan Hansen and Juliet, Amelie and Waitress. And of those, Dear Evan Hansen premiered in Broadway in 2016 and Amelie and Waitress premiered in Broadway in 2017 both only Anne juliet is the arguably very recent edition, um and dear evan hansen was the winner and it just it's sort of a symptom of the relative positions of the west end and broadway at the moment in that the the really good new stuff that is appearing on the west end is by and large american made and years after its mm-hmm. broadway premieres yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely, and that's
1: can be said for like the last couple of years as well, you know, like come from away one last year, Hamilton won the year before that, you know? So yeah, it's, it's contrasting to, I know it's a good while ago, but like, you know, the mid 1980s, it was very much the opposite when, you know, everything that was a hit on the West End was exported mm-hmm. then to Broadway and then made a splash on Broadway. Now it just seems to be kind of very much the reverse in a the moment. There was very little seems to be coming out of original kind of West End kind of musicals. And even, you know, I, 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 I can't even think of the last time you, you read, even if you read something about, God, there's this brand new musical on the West End that's making, you know, Hamilton-like like kind of waves over there. Like, you know, it, it really doesn't yeah. feel like there's been one like that for a while now.
2: Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head, really. I mean, like, I like Dan Juliet, but I know, Adam, you <laughs> hated it, so. <laughs> yeah, again, it's a jukebox musical. Mm. Like, it's the only... Mm-hmm. Actually, new because I think the Evan Hansen and Waitress and Amelie are kind of stretching the definition of new. Yeah, um, you know, in in the context of the Olivier Awards. But yeah, and Juliet is a jukebox, like all of the nominees over in the Tony Awards. Um, and I thought it was awful. Mm. I genuinely thought it was so bad. <laughs>
1: but, and it had it, it had now it was leading the way with nine nominations and it picked up three wins, mm. which was
2: the most joined most on the night. So you know, I I funny. think we're learning a lot more about where my taste levels rest than than the Olivier Award adjudicators (laughs) or maybe not
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it it's definitely a show that is much more in the vein of just a bit of a laugh and a bit of a good time, rather than it is maybe a serious piece of art. Like yeah, Mm. like there's a big there's a big distinction I think between the likes of even if you restrict it purely to this year, Dear Evan Hansen and Anne Juliet. And Dear Evan Hansen has kind of gone on to become you know it's it's a very touching storyline. It's uh a number of its songs have gone on to become iconic musical standards. Mm. Whereas, and Juliet is going to be the kind of thing that you're going to see in a premiere on a Sunday and you're going to go, Oh yeah, that, that was great crack. Yeah. You know, like, there's probably little enough chance its songs or its scenes are going to be seen as as classics of the genre. But speaking of classics of the genre, we also had winners in the Best Musical revival, which is, is one of my favourites. It's probably one of the things that the, the West End is just touching on what we mentioned earlier about it kind of being now a much more receiving theatre Um, community than it is a producing theatre community Um, it's kind of where the West End is really specialising and Fiddler on the Roof was the winner of Best Musical Revival this year Mm -hmm. but also up was the the quite recent Regent's Park open air production of Evita Joseph and, and Mary Poppins also nominated but there was quite as we mentioned at the top of this a pretty crowded field in terms of Best Revival I mean curtains was was up again the wedding singer was up falsettos one of my favorite shows was up sweet charity so you know there was a lot of competition at least in that section so and and look i love fiddler on the roof i know it's not not everybody's cup of tea Hmm. but i think it's i just think it's a smashing show yeah i think
1: i think and i think when it's done well it's really really truly spectacular
2: to watch well look it's tradition isn't it Ah oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. There we go. Take Not a bow. That good. <laughs> Take a bow.
0: <laughs> that mic, baby. Um. <laughs> but um, yeah, but if you
2: even think about if if I was to walk down, you know, if I was to walk around the West End now, like the shows you see, like mm. they've been there a while. Like like and and the ones people tend to go and see at least yeah. from Ireland anyway. If if someone's flying over, they're like they're and they're spending the money to go and see a West End show that they're going to see an old reliable. They're going to see The Lion King or Phantom or Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, you know, mm-hmm. in a more modern sense, they're looking at Wicked and Hamilton and and Book of Mormon. They kind of want things that they know already before going over. Uh, I'm not sure
0: how many people are, yeah. are going to spend. Yeah, but I think isn't that theater audiences sort of in general yeah but but i think i think you're right like i think in the west end there's more i think in broadway there is more of a sense of going to see the cutting edge or at least a group of people who are who were willing to spend money to go see the cutting edge whereas on the west end you know in view of the fact that they really haven't had those kinds of shows in a long time is that audience still there for it? Yeah,
2: them? I wonder, is it, is it just big money in behind the shows where they're not willing to take a risk? Because even when you think about the new things that are on Broadway, mm. like outside of the ones that are eligible this year, if you think back to the kind of the most notable new shows in the last while, you've got like Mean Girls, you know, you, you, you've got plenty of adaptations of movies and... <laughs> and um, yeah. big jukebox musicals you haven't got a huge amount of completely original musicals which i guess isn't that much of a surprise. no
0: no <laughs> and and it's yeah it it's sort of um it's sort of a symptom of the way musicals are going more generally that you start to see a lot more movie tie-ins and a lot more jukebox more sure things basically or perceived sure things from a marketing standpoint yeah and that's pretty regrettable but you know, we don't have a situation. Obviously, look, Cameron McIntosh is still running his his business over in the West End, but his business is not doing the kinds of things that it once did for the West End, yeah. which is going out to Paris and finding a little-known Buble and Schoenberg musical in French yeah. called Les Miserables and then bring it over and, and stage it in, in England. You know, that isn't happening anymore. Now, whether that's because... Those shows simply don't exist or whether he and those like him are not willing to take the risk, as you suggest may be the case. I don't know. But either way, it's it's pretty regrettable because, like, by and large, I don't really have that much of a gra for jukebox musicals. They're they're great fun. There are some really good examples of the genre. Like, I think Rock of Ages is one of them, but Mamma Mia, but for the most part, they're not the kinds of things that you're going to feel particularly passionate about.
2: Yeah, I doubt if anyone's favorite musical is a jukebox musical. Yeah. Like, if there's anyone out there who's like, my absolute favorite musical is, I don't know, Anne Juliet, for example.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going back to roasting Anne Juliet. Dan, isn't that your favorite um... musical? Isn't your favorite
0: <laughs> musical Anne Juliet? I fucking love that film. <laughs> <laughs> Well how if your you? favorite musical is a jukebox musical, <laughs> let us know and tell Adam how wrong he is by emailing us at the at oddtheatre.com or get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at the by odd theatre. I do want to make one particular um shout out here, which is one nomination, not a not a winner because Cassidy Johnson as Anne Hathaway in, in Juliet won best supporting, or best actress in a supporting role but Petula Clark as Bird Woman in Mary Poppins, 87 years of age, she was nominated wow. for <laughs> that role in, in uh, Mary Poppins in the Prince Edward Theatre and just like, what what a career I, When I saw the list, I had to check yeah, I had to check, I was like I was in yeah. Petula Clark no, I did the, <laughs> I did the, I did the same like, thing, I was <laughs> like, really? Now, she's done an awful lot of stage work in the past, but like for any, I mean, people will know her from, mm, you know, true. downtown and and kind of being a big star in the 60s. Yes. But yeah. But yeah. Massive, though. Like, it's that's, it's that's, incredible. That's so amazing, though. God. Great to see. It'd be amazing to think still being on the West End at
1: yeah. I mean, near 90. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I suppose even, and then just kind of from an, an Irish standpoint, you know, obviously a couple of shout outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Scott, obviously famous for. Um, Sherlock, and for Fleabag, uh, he won not for a musical now, but for best actor in a play uh, for his oh, role yes. in Present Laughter. Um, but I suppose from a, a musical, a musical standpoint, uh, a big shout out to Cork native uh, Bob Crowley, who won the award for best oh, wow. set design for his work on Mary Poppins uh, at the Prince Edward Theatre. Fantastic, um, and is an, an amazing man who I feel that a lot of people, particularly even people who are in, who like you know are interested in musical theatre in Ireland probably don't know this man but he is he's an absolute legend both on the West End and on Broadway. He has won multiple Tony awards. He's been nominated for even more on top of that. He's been nominated I think for like 14 or 15 right. Best Set Design Olivier Awards and for costume design. Absolutely prolific um mm-hmm. and Just uh, picking up and adding another award to his collection, so massive. Flying the flag for Ireland last night, so good, man, Bob.
2: That
0: is incredible. Fair play. What a what a record. And uh, great to great to point point it out, Dan, because um, our obsession with on the stage often forces us to forget um, some of the incredible work that's happening offstage. Um, mm-hmm. I also, I, I was really heartened and it may be a product of the the year that's in it, considering there are so few best or so few new musicals available. But I was glad to see Emily nominated as well. It's a soundtrack I really, really like. Now, mm-hmm. it got a bit of a critical panning. So, you know, Adam, you, you probably wouldn't like this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, you know, but if, uh, but I'm I'm really now it was it actually toured here last year. I'm sorry to say I didn't see it because I actually went to see Avenue Q the previous week. So I, they were both really crazy, highbrow. But yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know that Emily is that highbrow either. but It's probably higher brow than Avenue Q. No, there's, there's <laughs> um, definitely well, Riding Puppets and Emily as well. I've seen it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a really really good soundtrack. Um so it's yeah I think look everybody if you get a few moments check that one out. It's it's kind of a more modern kind of pop rock score, really really enjoyable stuff. Surprising that you would recommend a pop rock score key and that's very much not Unus- in keeping unusual yet. for me. <laughs> unusual for me. It's a bit out of my my wheelhouse, but <laughs> <laughs> there you there you go. And um new. but but unfortunately there's not not that much um in the way of unusual or particularly interesting novel material appearing in the Olivier Awards this year. There is a, Look, there's definitely
2: one category where there's unusual material appearing, and that is the best family show category. What a great <laughs> oh, idea that is! Yeah, you know, such incredible shows as the Worst Witch, which won. Uh Sorry, the Worst Witch, the show that won. Mr. Um, <laughs> Gumbel and w- the Dancing Bear. Wait, yeah. which 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 one? <laughs> which which, which one? <laughs> Wasn't the worst witch, which which one? Was she the one that which <laughs> the worst the one the witch? What? Oh. Yeah, that's a tongue twister, um, <laughs> Mr. Gum and the Dancing Bear oh, sounds like an g- incredible classic, time, absolute classic, yeah, show. Um, so moving. Uh, Oi, Frog we- and Friends and to the Moon and back, all of these just like <laughs> that's what we need more of. I think is 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 just good wholesome family fun in the theater. <laughs> I I completely <laughs> really agree. I, I mean, I mean Percy Malanque. Jackson
0: must feel really aggrieved that it wasn't <laughs> available for Olivier Awards because it's surely got to be sweeping the boards in the best family show. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um and then the other thing I was intrigued to see from an Olivier Award perspective is that they have a special award and a special recognition award, which to me sounded a little bit like they they were leaning over and a copying from the Ames Awards homework. <laughs> 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 um, but when we
1: recommended they split those, the special spirit of aims. Yeah, absolutely. I mean maybe yeah. the
2: Olivier adjudicators are listening to us. Um, mm. you know, I I have no reason to assume they're not. Um, they definitely are. the special are. award uh, had a big name, it had Ian McKellen, obviously, you know, huge mm. name. So he picked up an award. I, I presume it's, it's like a lifetime achievement award um, or equivalent because I don't think he was in anything there that was nominated. Or, or, or to be honest, I haven't done my research on what this award is, is given yeah, no, for. I, I, well, I you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong because it is <laughs>
0: it is basically just for recognition of achievements in British theatre. Yeah, yeah, and then Don
2: Black as well, which is not a familiar name, but uh, like, is, is he not the toy-making guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, I think you're Ken Black. <laughs> uh-huh. I, mean, you're not, I mean,
1: look, you are very close. You're very close. But it's so close. One of very the names close was the so, same. Somehow very close and yet also sho- couldn't be further away at the same time. <laughs> Shockingly wrong. Oh, oh, hang on here. It's... So, so he was uh, a lyricist, or is a lyricist? He did. I Don think. Black. Didn't he do? He did Sunset Boulevard, I think, with Lloyd Webber. I think that's done. Ah. And I think he also did uh, Tell Me on a Sunday.
0: I think. Yes, I think he was you're right. A, he's done some stuff. He, he did Starlight Express. In fact, actually, I want to say definitely yeah, did Starlight Express.
1: I, I want to say that he was the reason, not the reason, but he was the lyricist that Lloyd Webber. Ditch Tim Rice to work with, and that's kind of why they didn't talk and didn't
0: work together for so oh. long. Mm, I think you're right. It's all coming oh. back to me now. oh As <laughs> Celine Dion says, as she once said.
2: Yeah, it seems unlikely that there's going to be an Olivier Awards next year, considering that the the eligibility is from February just gone up until next February, and I I like I don't see anything opening uh, on the West End.
0: No, mm. no, I I think it's I think it's incredibly unlikely. I mean, I think they would be they would be well to, you know, if there were anything to appear on the very, very tail end of it, they would be well to amalgamate the two seasons. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad
1: we did this. I'm glad we did a double nominations and award special today, because I don't think we'll be getting either
0: one of them next year. So, Nope. <laughs> Dead right. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. Uh, very, very, um, very, very disappointing. But uh, what, what can you do? As they say, that's 2020 slash 2021 (laughs) slash 2021 the old saying goes All right, that brings us to the end of this episode if you want to get in touch with us you can by emailing us at theoddcast at oddtheatre.com or by sending us a message on Facebook or Instagram at theoddcast by theater. tune in again in two weeks time for our next episode but until then stay classy San Diego